I don't know, communicating, you know, you know, just And welcome back to the Refactor Podcast, the show where we try and help ourselves and you suck just a little bit less each day. My name is Frank Cole. And my name is Chris Tonkinson. And this is episode 76, recorded on June, uh, June, oh my goodness, June. Uh, August, where, where is my schedule? August goodness. 2nd, 2022. We are, yeah, we're amidst uh, a bevy of uh, trips and work travel and PTO, mm-hmm. so we've, I know the the uh, shows haven't been dropped as, as regularly, and we'll probably have a couple of more weeks of that throughout the rest of the month where it's, you know, inconsistent. A but, little, uh, a little batty, yeah. Good to be in the saddle. There's there was some stuff that came up, and by that I mean something that has been happening for several years that I finally moved on. <clears throat> oh, uh, yeah. I, we may have talked about this. This is like border. I think anybody interested in technology is going to be interested in this. Although that it is it is border on like back office inside baseball. I'm going to talk podcasting for just a second. I know oh, we don't normally no. talk Come podcasting. Come on, on the show. man. Podcasters um, love talking about podcasting. I, we were trying to not do that. <laughs> well, no, they do. They do. But one of the reasons it sucks is because it's all, all, all of the advice is basically just shilling and it's all about <laughs> marketing and saying things to get, you yeah, smash that like button. You know, it's, it's abysmal. And I, and I think everybody hates it. It's just garbage. It's a cesspool. No, this is actual new technological development around podcasting. So there's this okay. project podcastindex.org, I believe it is. Okay. Um, I haven't even seen guys, this. So I'm going to load this while guys, we're going and get my, yeah. my cold response here. Podcastindex.org. Okay. So uh, a couple of guys got together and said podcasting essentially started out and and was designed to be sort of this decentralized in nature, not not in uh, maybe practice, but in nature. It was, it was designed to be a direct relationship with the listeners and a decentralized thing. And over the years it has go figure it has centralized. So Apple and Spotify own X percent of the market. And, uh, for, for payment, it gets even worse because either you have to go to like a, one of these crap operations like luminary or something where you go inside of a gated, uh, you know, walled garden, or you've got to pump your, your podcast full of ads. And then that, influences your content and both options are just crap and things you know these guys said well there's a different way to do this because now we have a thing called blockchain we have we have crypto so essentially the the core idea here is that these guys have built their own index of podcasts i think they did at one point consume some from apple and from uh, blueberry and all these other different networks um, but they've aggregated like the largest index of podcast RSS feeds on the net. Um, they've also been uh, like trailblazing uh, a new namespace for the RSS, actual the, 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 the RSS namespace for podcasting feeds and added a bunch of features and made them into standards. So for like chapters and custom artwork and all of these kind of things, the neat one is and all of these like they could have been done in the existing infrastructure the one they added um they call it like the value block or something basically you add a bitcoin lightning address in your feed and a uh value for value capable podcast 
app will connect or have a lightning wallet as you listen it streams satoshis over the lightning network to the whatever address is in the in the podcasting feed so like if we had this right now anybody that's listening with a compatible app um and i think it's like newpodcastapps.com or something like that um it's, but there's a link to it from the podcast index site you you hook this up and you can stream so that as you listen every minute that you listen you are actively monetizing the show mm-hmm. and it gets around the 30% vig for patreon and all of the rules of apple and the just the corruption of dealing with uh, of the advertising industry um and you can like boost so you can like just send more sats uh to the the feed if you hear something particularly funny or whatever um it's just this really nice like step back from all the centralization and they've got like all these little tools and ancillary protocols and specs and stuff around this it is really and i looked at this i don't know probably a year or two ago and it was still nation and the problem i had as a privilege you understand i'm in a different cast i know you're an android user and so you don't understand these mm, uh these mm-hmm. these types of things like what a good ux is um oh, but all mm-hmm. of the apps that supported the the value streaming were either like uh like browser plugins or maybe they had like an ios app but it was like a web view and it just the experience was jank there are actually a couple of apps now that have the the payment stuff built in and they're actually kind of nice. And I have been like a long time huge fan of Overcast. I think uh, the one I got, what's it called? Castomatic. Maybe where I maybe where I consume from now on. Because um, it's got like the lightning, um, it's got the wallet built in. Uh, and it's just it's a it's a decent UX. It's a native app on iOS. Um so I think we might, I'm going to play around with this. You, you have to be running a lightning node in order to receive the payments. Um, so it gets, you know, there's some back office stuff you have to do to set this up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a Bitcoin traditional kind of BTC wallet where you just send it to the address. And you, like, you actually have to have one of these things running and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. But I think pretty soon we're going to start including the, the value streaming and some of the podcasting 2.0 uh, features in our feed. Oh, um, okay. Because it is like there are some things that are like legitimately value adds. Um, sure. Yeah. And the and the 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 sat streaming is like literal value, uh, which I think is I think is pretty cool. Um, and I think there's just a certain level of like there's a certain level of nerd cred. Like uh, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna run. You know, we got refactored here. It's a it's a tech podcast to some degree. Like we gotta we gotta be experimenting with the new stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gotta we gotta get we gotta bleed from the you know bleeding edge get cut once in a while i'm willing to take the chance here i think it's firm enough um and i've been using it now um for my consumption and it seems stable and um so that may be something we we see down the pike because i think that's it'll take a while <laughs> and certainly it's not like <laughs> certainly not, not like buy me not a like, cup of coffee if that not like not like spotify tomorrow is gonna say yeah let's do this this sounds great um, but part of it is like when you set up the value block, you can apportion like ratios. So I can say, uh, you know, 80% goes to Chris because he's awesome and he carries the water for the show. Mm, 10% mm-hmm. goes to Frank because he's an asshat. And right. then the remaining 5% goes to, you know, joblow.com because they provide infrastructure hosting 
for the for the feed or something and you can you can arbitrarily add splits in your value block um like a lot of the shows that are doing it if they have a guest they'll split the 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 guest in on the value block so that anything that any streaming or boosts that come through the show they get a proportion of that um mm-hmm. and it's like a really neat, i'm i'm like we are not in like fully like decentralized spaces yet like this is we're not quite there uh, as an industry but enough of the plumbing is there where this stuff starts to make sense and it's, it's pretty cool well i mean we're not <laughs> you say we're not there as a as an in, decentralized as an industry i don't know if anyone is decentralized as anything anymore these days if, I, I ironically the, the internet has i i think forced more centralization on things because you know but certainly has had that effect people go where other people go so more people go there because other people went there and so you end up with behemoths like most i don't know if people know this you probably do so largest search engine google what's the second largest search engine do you know what's the second what is the second largest search engine after is it still yahoo which also actually uses google no it is it is not yahoo I'm going to enjoy dropping that buzzer on you, making fun of my Android earlier. So, no, it's not Yahoo. Do you have another guess? Uh, I mean, I have guesses of the other engines that I know <laughs> oh, the of. Other Yahoo, okay. Bing, DuckDuckGo. Right, right. I, okay, if I could do the buzzer. Yandex, like probably, because I'm thinking US-centric like a jerk. Okay. Uh, no, this is, in, no, internationally, the number two search engine is mm-hmm. YouTube. YouTube is the second biggest searched index of content because they are the so lo- so trick question no some not degree, a trick question okay no 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 not a trick question no no it is, it's not a like trick it, question it, it is a it search. was a little bit of a trick question but i'm take i'll take it uh, that's fine <laughs> you got me. it's a searchable index of content it is the second biggest one in the entire world because which is also the, google which is also google it has the power uh, because youtube is has become the hub of video content you've got some small players at the yeah. periphery but no one compares to youtube because everybody's on youtube why are you on youtube because everyone's on youtube so i'm going to go to youtube and this problem just propagates itself um well it's it's the network effect of discoverability yeah and that's mm-hmm. i don't yeah i don't it's problematic right yeah. and it's it's because because that what what happens is that that social network effect and discoverability then winds up having a downstream or upstream, depending on the way you think about it, mm-hmm. impact on like the core plumbing and the right. infrastructure of the thing, yep. like 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 Cloudflare, like right. Google for search, like you know these. And I don't. It just is what it is. Like mm-hmm. I'm not here to prognosticate about the, yeah. you know. But whatever whatever can be decentralized, uh, I think. I think we should. No, no. I, I mean, it's I think just it's good worth it for technologists yes, to make the thing. like. To make and and each of us individual, I'm not. My position is not that everybody with the capability should roll their own blank and use P2P and decentralized protocols and DeFi and all this kind of crap just because it exists and that would be good uh, for some notion of morality. My my position is, I think everybody should make the cost benefit analysis and make an active decision, even if they wind up using the centralized services. That should be my goal would be to have people make it be an explicit decision mm-hmm. rather than just a default thing they didn't actually think about. Right. 
Yeah. No, I, I think that, you know, you can make a wise choice and say, yeah, we're going to go to YouTube because reasons, right? Right. I think if that's an informed decision, I right. feel like, okay. Yeah, exactly. No, I, it, it, this is a, I was saying that to to double back and double down on yeah. what you're saying. It's I think it's important that we fight that effort and mm-hmm. keep things decentralized because that actually does uh, push, it disseminates content more effectively. You With the centralization, you have centralized control. And I mean, we have seen this repeatedly from Google and these other big players and how they, you know, turn off things that they don't agree with. And that should never, ever be the case. Um, so no, this is, this is a very good thing. So I'm looking at this podcast index website and I see mm-hmm. a value for value link at the top here. Is, is this, was this built by the no agenda guys? Is this Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak putting this together? Uh, this has it their- is, it is Adam Curry. Yes. It's Adam's. Okay, so this uh, but is Adam's that's not, it's not affiliated with the, the, the no agenda. No, this I know it's not just, it, no, it's not, a this is, this is Adam Curry and a guy named Dave, uh, Oh gosh, Dave Jones is is sort of the the technology guy. Um, and they've been working on this for two years now. Okay. Um, and when I like I said, their their initial thing was like, let's build an open index that is just a repository of all of the things we know about, mm-hmm. and let's build a new namespace spec so that content creators, the podcasters, publishers, whatever you want to call them, can receive value directly from their listeners or producers or consumers or whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't get, Adam Curry, he gets hung up on nomenclature with those and I I get it, I respect it, but whatever, man. It's like, I, you know, there's the people (laughs) that make, there are people that have their mouths open and the people that gather ears open. And, and the idea here is to facilitate direct transfer so that a Google or a YouTube or a Patreon can't just shut you down so that they don't have, because with the technology that we have now, there's no reason for Patreon to take whatever it is, a 30% VIG on offering their service. Mm-hmm. If you want to use them, if you make the informed decision that that's where you want to go and have your have your monetization be done, that's great. Like, I'm not mad about that. But we have technology that makes it so that you don't have to go to a third-party intermediary to get this done. Right. We can send value. We can send financial assets directly from the person listening to the person producing. And there is no intermediate. That's it. Um, and I think that is really what podcasting needs. I Like I've been a podcast junkie for probably 15, 20 years now. Yeah, and have. I just, the number of shows that I've seen gone downhill because they got to take advertisers. The number of shows I have stopped listening to because they get bought by Luminary. And the problem with this, I don't have an issue saying you have to pay to listen to my stuff. There are paid podcasts that I will pay to listen to. My issue is that it no longer is podcasting because now I have to go and download a separate app for that. And to me, that is the step that it's just antithetical to the ecosystem. It's meant to be open and you have a standard and so you can listen in whatever, whether it's a browser extension or an iOS app or a Windows program, whatever it is, all your podcasts are in one place and you do your thing there. The moment I have to download Spotify and download Luminary and download all these stupid apps that I just, I don't, I just stop listening to those podcasts. And that, and that sucks for me because uh, a couple of them um, I, I really like, and I really would love to continue listening to. I just refuse to have another place to go for the content. Like the, some of the glory to me is that it's all in, I got an aggregator. 
<laughs> that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know now now I've got nine aggregators and it just it blows the whole thing up. Um, and so for me, this is an avenue for people to uh, you know to keep the lights on, to keep meat on the table, um, without having to go to a third party who's then going to gate and cause these other issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the index itself solves the discoverability thing because they're all in there. Um, so I don't know I've, I've been I've been watching it for a couple of years. Like I said, I think they started just about two years ago. Um, but I think it's finally mature enough. I think the apps are finally mature enough that you can get a decent UX with it without getting hung up on all the crypto wallet nonsense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm giving I'm giving Castomatic a try. Like I put Overcast, like I I hit it from the home screen. I put mm-hmm. put Castomatic mm-hmm. where it belonged. And I'm giving it a solid try. So far, I've been happy. Um, and I've seen it'll show you like how much you've sent to each show based on how long you listened. And I think it's just really cool. Interesting. Um, I've got maybe maybe half a dozen shows that have mm-hmm. the val- that are using the value block so far. Um, I don't know. I, I'd encourage people to look at uh, it's again a little meta, but there's cool tech underneath some of this. Um, and that's not the only thing they're using blockchain for, which I know is like buzzword that turns some people off. Um, mm-hmm. But if you've got any interest or you got a, a show or whatever, uh, take a look at it. It's, it's, it's some neat stuff going on. And like I said, um, some point in the near future, I think we'll probably be including a value block so that if you're using one of those, uh, one of those enabled apps, um, that'll be uh, functionality. I think, it's a, no, I think it's a really good idea. We should continue to add um, yeah. features and functionality to the, to the show. Uh, I, I love supporting. I mean, yeah, yeah. A- Adam, Adam Curry, and 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 John Dvorak on the No Agenda. I mean, they're like some of the granddaddies. I remember you turning me on to their show years ago. I I don't I don't listen to podcasts as regularly and religiously as you. There are like two or three shows that I listen to with any kind of consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I that is one show that's that's really good. And I mean, what what. Uh, Adam in particular has done for, for, for podcasting as a, as a format is, I mean, cannot be understated. I mean, it would not exist uh, in its format the way that it does today with, without him. He's, he's considered one of the, he is the, he is the podfather. They call him the podfather for a reason. Yeah. I mean, he he is part of the reason that it exists the way that it, that it does. When did you know when, well, and it takes, he turns some people off, but like it takes an opinionated person to get some, get stuff done sometimes. Right. You have to, right. But that's what makes it see this. (laughs) So we're going to shift a little bit into, into more of our usual fare here when it comes to business, because whether you're building a product, whether you're running a team, whether you're you know leading a team, you have to have an opinion and you need to do a thing. You should do things your way. If you set out, if you set out intending to try and please everybody or to say another way, not upset or not offend anybody, you will get literally nothing done and your product will be a complete washout, bland, uninteresting junk. In order for a product to stand out, it must stand out. It must stand apart. That means by its very, it is inherent in the definition, differentiation. It has to be different. And so you need- Well, and that's rooted in focus. Yeah. That's rooted in focus, right? And and focus or or prioritizing, right? Mm -hmm. Prioritizing is not saying yes to certain things. Prioritizing is saying no to all of the The things that don't actually matter. Right. And I think you're absolutely right. There are two things that get in the way of 
show content, of product design, of app build. Like the, there are two things that get in the way. One is what everybody else is going to think and pleasing everybody. And mm-hmm. the second one is trying to finish it before you ship it. <laughs> like <laughs> getting over those two things, it's, it's, it's such a, I mean, it is so hard to do, mm-hmm. but once you're able to do it, you can get so much done. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm having a conversation, for example, right now, literally right now, I am having a conversation with somebody. Well, you're supposed to be on the show talking to to me. There's a conversation happening in the background. So I don't get, so so in my normal day to day, I don't get enough of people that are multitasking on calls with me. (laughs) Now I got to deal with you too. (sighs) Heaven's Technically it came in before we were recording, but yeah, okay, fair point. So um as we were as we were getting started here, having a conversation about a new a new feature that a customer is requesting and mm-hmm. um, potentially very lucrative, so the the feature is getting serious consideration. I am already trying to um, the feature is big; it's multifaceted, and I have boiled it down to okay. Here's the first thing we're going to do: we're going to do this one thing. You know, there's this thing has eighty moving parts. We're going to do this one moving part. And we're going to push it out. And then we'll do the next moving part and we'll do the next moving part. And I have to, I'm, I'm, I'm already setting up my, my sales and communication with the customer to explain that, yes, we want to do this too. You're going to get it in piecemeal because of exactly what you just talked about. If I do the whole thing, you'll wait forever for it. But if I do one piece, you start enjoying it now and you can give me feedback now and then I'll, while you're giving me feedback and while you're enjoying it, I'm working on the next piece. And then that piece comes out. And then you have more. Well, but, and so you have something. And it's not. You have something to look forward it's, to. It's and not I'm getting just feedback that. faster. The feedback. Yeah. And, and the feedback is key because you may have a thing you want to build. And it has five pieces. And you have to build those five pieces in order. One, two, three, four, five. Right. So you can wait until you get all five perfect and then ship it. A, a competitor has beat you to market. And B, the more important thing is that features three through five, the market doesn't actually give a rip about. You're wrong about those. The market wants one and two. Yeah, Yeah. the market wants feature one and two. And by the time you ship two, you should already have learned from the market that they don't want three, four, and five. They want C, D, and E. And mm-hmm. so it allows you that this, I mean, this is the root of agility, right? You want to talk about, yeah. oh, we are, we are an agile shop, right? Is that mm-hmm. just because you do scrum meetings? I'm sorry, but the older I get, the more scrum doesn't make sense to me in the real world. Uh, unless you're some funded dot-com startup with no clients and no money, uh, scrum, uh, limited use in, 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 in the actual world. You're talking about money. Well, before we, before but, we, but before we go upset agile. The root of being agile, though, yeah, one sec, the, the root of being agile, though, is responding to feedback, and with a with a newer, earlier stage product, the market is where that feedback needs to come from, mm-hmm. not some stupid consultant or designer, yeah. programmer, or somebody with an agenda. And get it out the door. The market is where you're getting your money, so why would you not listen to them earlier? Right, exactly. Get it out the door, get it faster. Now, when you say you don't like Scrum, you're talking about the... I, I'm assuming you're talking about the very dogmatic approach of having an actual scrum master who is, uh, in the in the most extreme cases, the scrum master is not the project manager. Those are two different roles, and uh, you know they actually have the the scrum meeting. I don't think you. The, the I don't think you rituals. have to be very. Do- yeah, I don't think we. You have to be very dogmatic with Scrum for it to be more hindrance than than good. I think in most cases, Kanban is the right way to go. So what's to what is it about like Scrum? cards on the table? 
Okay, so, uh, all right. So let's play this out. What is it that you like about, what is it in in, in your mind here? What is the thing mm-hmm. about Scrum that just like, ah, this doesn't work. What, what is that thing? What is it about Scrum that doesn't um, work? So that my core issue with Scrum, and this comes from like now, what, most of the last decade, I've been doing like enterprise type dynamics. So mm-hmm. um, been a while since I've hit the small business or startups uh, scene. In in that setting, Scrum fails because you spend too much time planning only to have facts change out from under you to get to spend more time planning, mm. right? It, it, it perpetuates this idea that, okay, I have two-week sprints, and I'm going to work in two-week sprints, and I can tell you what's going to be done over the next four sprints or or let's say, let's say uh, – yeah, let's say over the next four sprints, right? Over the next two months. Okay. The problem is this very current sprint that we're in, some issue happens in production and takes somebody off the project for half a day to go fix it. Now, something that was scheduled for this sprint doesn't go till next. Mm-hmm. So that means something that was in that next sprint needs to be rebooked for the one after. You keep, now, in pure uh, Scrum, I don't think you actually plan future sprints. Mm-hmm. Um that that's a layer on I, I don't know scrum well enough to say whether or not that is or isn't proper you know like scrum trademark um the, but the end result is always in an actual profitable business with real world constraints mm-hmm. the problem is always that whatever you thought you were going to get done in this two weeks you never get there because something right. comes up and so kanban is just honest that that's going to happen. It's less process, less you don't have ceremony. Uh mm-hmm. it's it's less process, it's less overhead. Look, I'm going to run two week sprints. Whatever I get done in two weeks ships the the Tuesday after the sprint ends and whatever doesn't fit goes into the next one. And mm-hmm. what it accounts what it allows for is that production issues are going to come up. Somebody's going to be out sick uh, on PTO for a couple of days. You're going to have to get dragged away. To I mean, all the things that come up that ruin things, unless you're dealing, unless you are presiding over a team of a 1,000 and those types of things are actually predictable in, in larger aggregate, like smaller teams of 5 or 20 or 50, it's, it, you, just, you don't have enough people. You don't have right. large enough teams for those differences to be predictable. And in fact, that is antithetical to Scrum. You don't want a team of more than eight because it becomes unmanageable. And so you have to have these super small teams, which means any one person gets pulled off for any meaningful amount of time and your whole plan goes to goes to crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's the problem with Scrum. And then what it also does is it facilitates mismanaged expectations so i'm going to do scrum i'm going to tell you what's going to happen this sprint i guarantee you two weeks from now i'm going to have to go to a stakeholder or go to a client and say well we plan to get this done but we didn't actually right and what it also then facilitates is planning multiple sprints at a time mm-hmm. and then you just compound the problem exponentially now you spend all your time bookkeeping for stuff that hadn't even been started yet that isn't going to be started when you think it's going to be i mean Maybe I just suck as a manager. Maybe I just don't know how to make the thing work. But in my experience, Scrum is just, it doesn't, like Kanban is so much cleaner, so much more honest to the way that the work actually gets done and needs to be prioritized with a little bit less overhead. I mean, mm. yeah, I, I maybe that's a controversial take, but uh. I'm not a, like, my name is Chris, not a fan of Scrum. <laughs> and I got teams that do Scrum right now. And I, 
semi-hide my opinion of it from them for that reason because I'm not the only one that's making the decision about how we run the run the teams, right? Um, so I want to be respectful of everybody that that you know uh, has a has a stake. Uh, mm-hmm. I just it it's not it's not for me. I, okay. I, I I'll I'll end it there. It's not not for me. So is so you uh okay lots lots to unpack here the um so you're not you're not railing against the concept of a sprint right the notion of okay i've got this block of time here's what i want to try and get done in this block of time here's what we as a team are going to try and get done like that's okay uh, well like define the term sprint right two weeks two weeks so if we if we say a sprint is two weeks, in the scrum sense, yeah, it's it's all tied together. Like scrum is all tied together, and it's difficult to pull one concept out without the whole thing unraveling mm-hmm. because they're interwoven, right? Like what is a like what is a grooming session if you don't have a sprint? You know, like what is a sprint without the other accoutrements? Like, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not super sure how to answer the question. Okay. So my, my point is I have come, I, I have only seen scrum done in a very, uh, I, I said dogmatic, very strict ham fisted way. Yeah. There, there, I mean, there is scrum has a whole bunch of just like, you know, all these methodologies come with, um, I don't know if all of them do, but scrum has a whole list litany of methodologies and things that you're supposed to do to follow true scrum. Planning and, and backlog refinement, and stand I've only up and retro and demo and all this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And I've only seen it done in that complete end to end way once. And the team, I wasn't on the team. It was, it was some of my engineers in a previous role and they hated it. Now, I think part of the reason was that the scrum master, you know, was like a, you know, iron fisted mm-hmm. D bag about it, which, okay. So that's not going to help either, but just having to do all the ritual for the sake of doing the ritual was a big waste of time. And so what I have what I have adopted over the years is I see all of these things, these individual pieces from all these different methodologies are all tools in a toolbox to me. You know, Kanban really comes out, uh, gets gets represented as 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 cards, the tasks, and you and you you know you classify and organize and prioritize the tasks, and as you get done, those things fall off the board. New things come in their place. Super helpful. Like that, that, that kind of task management is super helpful. Sprint as a concept, I have found to be super helpful because what it allows the team to do is to stay focused on a task for at least a small window of time without getting derailed. The biggest problem that I have seen most development teams run into is uh, getting, is, is getting pulled off. Is, is, it's getting, um, uh, context switches in the middle of, in the middle of ish, in the middle of a thing. And so you're constantly fighting a fire and you never actually get to the point where you're, you're addressing a root problem because you're constantly just reacting to outside forces, you know, because business, you know, the business unit needs this and sales needs that. And yeah, marketing but that's needs not that. a, but that's not a, that's not a scrum or agile or XP or even no. waterfall. It, like, that's just a, that's just a problem. No, 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 no. You're missing. No, no, I get that. I get that. That's a problem. Yeah. But you're missing my point. The sprint as a as a concept helps helps fight the those nasty side effects because what you can do. How so? so what you can do 
is you can say, okay, I hear you. You've got this new thing and it's important. Great. Okay. Well, we're in the middle of our current sprint. The next, this sprint is over on Monday and your task will be at the top of the list for that next sprint. And so what you, you, you've got two wins here. One, the person who needs the thing done gets some acknowledgement of the problem and some, uh, uh, it, it gets sees that it's being planned or sees that it's being addressed, sees that, okay, my, the thing I need done is going to get done. The team, the development team, their benefit is I'm in the middle of work right now. You did not derail me from what I'm working on right now. I, you know, I have a, a regular cutoff that I can expect now. Now I might, yeah, but why is, why, why is the mechanism? Why does the concept of a sprint, the key, fix for because that problem it, because because we are because we're time boxing the opportunities for derailment to happen because now if i'm working inside sprints and i try and keep those sprints as contained as possible the things that i had at the start are the things that i'm working on throughout as long as they're contained as much as possible the derailments only happen on either end if i'm in the middle of a th- so if i'm in the middle of a thing and it's not going to get done. Let's say it doesn't get done in this sprint. Okay. I know as the developer, okay, this is probably not going to get done, which means we're going to get to the end of the sprint. I may have to get pulled off and to do something else, but I know when that's going to happen. I have a window of expectation that that's going to happen from, you know, sprint two to sprint three, like in the, in the shift, nah, there, I'm going to switch. I, yeah, the I'm not going to switch I, in the middle of the week, in the I, middle of the day while I'm neck deep in the code. Like my manager's not going to I mean, come I hear in what you're saying. me out. I hear what you're saying, but the sprint's not the operative part of that, right? Like it's I, having, having any kind of milestones, right? Whether you call it a sprint, you call it a release, you call it a check, whatever it is, having a milestone, something you're trying to work toward a target, uh, sprint is sort of the vehicle for that target. And in, in, that, in that sense, it's fine. But the other thing is just how you're managing your developers. You sound like not a jerk. <laughs> like you what? sound like somebody who knows what's up, doesn't want your devs context switching. And if something new comes in in the middle of Tuesday and we already started work on a Monday morning, you're making the decision that like this is not important to upset what we already have in flight. And so it's going to go next in yes. queue rather than bumping what is currently in work. I, the sprint is not the mechanism yeah, for that. Yeah, <laughs> but but the sprint gives you the ability to acknowledge the thing that needs to be done without telling the person who requested it, your work is not important to us right now. Like it, it allows you to say, okay, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to take care of it next sprint. Now, if it's really a barn burner, like if yeah, things but, are- but let's, but let's go back, let's go back a thousand years before Scrum, before the word sprint came up, Okay. I mean, this is just a if, if I'm if I'm out in the woods sawing down a tree to build my log cabin, and somebody comes along and says there's a cow that needs to get slaughtered for meat, I'm going to say yeah when I'm done chopping down this tree. Like the the concept of a sprint doesn't it's orthogonal to the the root issue, which is just managing the different work streams. And I think one of the things that maybe maybe Scrum works better than I've seen it work in very large organizations. Um, the last few roles I've been in, at least, the teams were small enough that there was not a super clear line between development and QA and operations and support. 
Like you kind of had one team. I, I, and I kind of like the, you build it, you run it, you own it mentality. I think, I, I I think like that, that kind of ownership. Yeah. yeah I like right? that. Um, when you're doing that, it, it, it begs for interruptions. It begs for things to come up that cause context switching. And you as the manager have to be able to say, you know, to your stakeholder, to your client, whoever it is, yep, I acknowledge this. It will, you know, work will begin on this day or after this other thing is done or or whatever. That's not an artifact of sprints. Yeah, so, I think we're missing each other here. No, somehow. yeah, you're definitely you're definitely missing. I I think I think you're missing me because yeah, I because I, I have a, like I have a team right now, and uh, normal normal order of business is there's like a weekly deployment, right? Okay, sure. Whatever, and and it's Kanban style. Whatever we get through and tested and verified in the week goes out the following week for deployment. Whatever yeah. we didn't get to doesn't. Then right. we start over the next Monday, right? And what my stakeholders and clients have the ability to do is set the order of priorities of the stuff that's in the hopper. So in the middle of the day, they can go and change and reorder and reprioritize what's in the hopper. They have that ability. They have that authority within the ticketing system. Okay. Then when I have a developer free to begin working on something new, they just pick the top thing out of the priority list. So whatever, whatever the stakeholder, be. whatever the clients and stakeholders and business decided was the most important thing at that moment, when there's free bandwidth, that's the thing that gets popped okay, so off wait. the stack and started to work okay, on. Okay, so hold on. If it gets done by Friday night, it'll go out on Tuesday. If it doesn't, it doesn't, and it waits. Okay, so great. All right, I like that. That's a cool. Yeah. That's a cool methodology, and that's you, kind of the way the way that I've implemented content. Okay, so you like and I are okay. So cool. All right, so you and I are. Uh, to to bring this back to the problem that I'm tr trying to describe with that I'm trying to solve mm -hmm. with 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 my my usage of sprint in this particular case what would happen if developer picks up a t picks the top thing up and yep. now all of a sudden in the he's in the middle of his card okay mm -hmm. and a priority changes and and the, the, you know you didn't change anything outside forces you know said mm -hmm. Okay, the thing he's working on is l n not unimportant, but less important now than this other new thing that's now on top of the pile. Okay, mm -hmm. what would you do in that case? Would the would the developer finish the card and then that new card would be sitting on top and as soon as somebody had it available, would pick it up? Or would you actually um, uh, do a uh, like a get force here and rip out the current card and put the, the new priority this is where I think your your comments around dogmatism start to come in, right? Okay. So I, if I'm the manager, I make an assessment of whether this thing really needs to preempt what's currently in flight. Right. Now, if I'm scrum and if I'm super strict scrum, that thing doesn't even get considered for grooming until the next planning session, right? Mm -hmm. Which is which is the the Monday two weeks from now or, you know, the, the next planning Monday after the next sprint starts. Okay. Um, or when the next sprint is starting, if you're super dogmatic. But again, you do that, your outcomes are not as good, right? But you also, you cannot say in every case where everybody opens their mouth, okay, team, stop what you're doing. Somebody else right. wants something. And it's good, right? So m m my issue is that because if you're, well, if again, in a larger team where your development, your new feature development is 100% isolated from your quality assurance testing and your operations support, 
Scrum could work. Well, uh, I've never okay. been I like it, it, I've never been in a team that's so large that I had so many people and the desire to completely isolate my developers from reality. Right. Well, let me let me just stop you there because you 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 you're doing okay. So like you're doing exactly what I'm doing. You're just using a different thing for it. You know. Y- yes, you're using your judgment to decide what is important and what is not, and right. whether or not to interrupt, or whether to interrupt the current. Like, let's flow give you let's give you an example. If 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 my developers are all in the middle of a story, uh, or you know, talking con, right? They're all in the middle of a card. Uh, and then production goes down. Yeah, everybody's well, going to sure. stop what they're working on and that's go do right. So as an ex- yeah. no, but 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 uh, th- you got to have yeah. you know, mileposts, right? So that's that's a milepost. If they're working on a feature and another feature comes in, it just sits there. So where the line is between garden variety new feature and full production outage, all case. hands, everybody. That's just that's just discretion, yeah, right? Yeah, but okay, so this is still irrelevant to what I'm getting at. So like you're using, my point was going, going back to what you said about, you know, you had the card and you make your discretion about whether or not they need to, Mm -hmm. you know, don't be dogmatic. If you're going to, you know, if it needs to be picked up, it'll be picked up. If not, it won't be right. That's not my point. My point is you would then in that situation, you would make a decision about whether or not it needed to, whether or not I needed to interrupt the developer flow or not. Okay. Yes. If you decided, my assertion, right. If you decided not to, what mm-hmm. you would tell a customer, I suspect, you can tell me if I'm wrong or not about this, but what you would say is something to the effect of, I got your message, you know, message received, we've got the ticket, it's in the queue, it's in this point of the priority, we will address it. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing is you have acknowledged them and they have their, you know, they have their receipt, they know that their thing's going to get addressed, they know that, they, right. that they've been heard. And so they 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 feel that there is a satisfaction because in, in in this in our world our customers are the people who request features in a lot of in a lot of cases so they are other business units inside of the business, um, yeah. so the customer is satisfied and you did not derail them and in and to do that specifically you leveraged your card system in this case your Kanban to make that transaction happen in a mm. in a positive way you did that's not where, yeah that's where we're second. separating you did not okay fine so you can disagree with me here but what i'm suggesting is you did not tell the person you did not have to tell the person what you're working what you are asking for is less important you did not have to go to the negative you did not have to tell them what you're asking for is less important than we have i think it's even even more extreme than that I think the thing that you're talking about is less important than what the team is working on right now. So you're going to have to wait. You didn't mm-hmm. have to say that. You were able to lean on your system and say, okay, we got it. It's here and we're going to get to it. You see the difference that I'm talking about here now? Does it, is that is that making sense? No. <laughs> oh, I mean, because... because- I get what you're oh, saying. I just don't think it matters. Not okay. not not to be too brusque about uh, it, but that's right. kind of actually my point. All right. I get what you're saying, but it does. It seems, I, seems I, I get what you're saying, but it doesn't matter. And okay, here's why. why. If yeah. I tell somebody, hey, look, I got your feature request to make this green button less green. Okay. And the developers are working on something else right now. When that's done, we'll fit this in. Right. I anticipate that maybe a couple of weeks. X right? weeks that's right, the sure. discussion, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could also say, 
Right now, the developers are working on actual features. This button color doesn't matter. It'll be a few weeks. You could say that, but... Those are the same thing, and they mean the same thing. And when I say the first version, everybody knows that it's my judgment that what they are presenting does not preempt the things currently in flight. So mm. it's like a it's what you're doing is you're walking the line between a rose by any other name and just good politics and good working yeah, together I feel and like being a good communicator and being more better at like well, right, but those things are, than, <laughs> But that's what this show's all about, Chris. It's, it's but that, I'm not, the, the but, wedding. But in neither <laughs> but but understand what you said though. In neither of those cases am I pointing at the sprint. I'm owning the decision. It is my decision to make the call. Yep. So what I tell, if I tell them a positive story, if I tell them a negative story, in neither of those cases am I blaming the sprint. I'm saying my determination is that blah, blah, blah. I'm owning it. No, but you're not blaming. No, no, no. You're not blaming the sprint. You are leaning on your process. So then why does the sprint matter? And you're Or or cards. It doesn't. Because we, we whether you call, whether you put it in a sprint, you put it in a card, like there's some work you that's are, going right, on. You are leveraging. However you represent it in Jira or whatever, <laughs> Let right? me answer. Let me answer. No. You're leveraging the process, okay? You're leveraging, you're saying to the other person, it doesn't matter in at the degree that we're talking about now, it doesn't matter what the process is. What you're telling the person is, we 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 have a process. We're following the process. Your stuff is being, your, your stuff has fit in. It's being addressed within within the confines of that and so it's a way to keep the keep the prioritization on a positive upbeat note now i mean yes at the end of the day you're doing like the work is getting prioritized like that full stop that's what's happening here so i guess what i am getting at is more about the interactions and the the uh interplay between you and your dev team and the rest of the organization your 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 clients because by leaning on the process, you can keep that from uh, potentially degrading into a negative engagement. And you and I have both seen. Here's okay. So maybe I'll maybe I'll use the prove the point by just talking about the negative. You and I have both seen bad teams, bad uh, managers, uh, you know, bad dev management. Okay, like. On a time or two that they, I seem to recall this has happened, you know, it one, may, once or twice. I may have, maybe. I may have witnessed something like that. Maybe. Or not seen, at some point in time. Maybe you've seen a shoddy manager. Maybe you've seen an engineer who is, let's say, not all that great at, engineer. I don't know, communicating, you know, <laughs> you know, just right. So. In those situations, what sends it south? In my experience, those engineers, those 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 bad situations, they all they're they're trying to do the same things. They're trying to do good code. Um, sometimes it's a matter of them understanding their their you know what's actually the priority versus what's not. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here, though, is you know those bad cases where they're trying to do the right thing and they're just have they're doing a crap job of explaining what's important and why it's important and when it's important and all that kind of stuff. And those kinds of scenarios for those kinds of people leaning on your Kanban cards, leaning on my sprint schedule is a very easy way to facilitate communication in a constructive fashion without pissing off the other person. 
That's the point I was trying to get at. It also has the side effect of leveling some expectations for your team about when to expect or how to expect interruptions and and um, uh, context switching in their in their daily life. So I don't think we're disagreeing. I just think that you're either 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 you're missing me or. Uh, well, you didn't move the. I don't. I, I'm not going to accuse you of moving a goalpost because I don't think that's what happened. No, I'm not what trying to move explained, the goalpost. What the, what you just explained? There's nothing. But what happened is we were playing football and you went over to a baseball field. I, so, yeah, like what you originally uh, said, your your original assertion was that like the the sprint is the mechanism. It's it, and it's not like Scrum or Agile or XP. None of these are the actual. They're the vehicles. <laughs> but the important thing to your point, <laughs> no, I'm, because you're right in in the point that you just made. The important thing is that whatever it is, you have a process and that that process, the explicit goal of that process is to do two things, to clarify expectations Mm -hmm. and to help communicate clearly. And that's bi-directional. That's both with your developers and with your stakeholders so that everybody knows, your developers know, we have the process. This is what it is. This is how work uh, work gets sorted out. This is how you'll know when something needs to preempt something else. Uh, and and I, as your manager, I'm going to use this process to defend you against all of the requests that and yourself throw at us and yourself so that you don't have to get distracted with the context switching and all of that. And then on the other side, you can tell your stakeholders, uh, you know, uh, that like that it's it's the other side of that coin where they know that there is a process they have to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, that became like a whole, that was like a, I feel like we didn't even close the tangent, but I want to hear. We uh, kind of close the tangent. We, we can kind of. So the, you, so for those who don't know, we, we, we review the show at the end. I do it for audio. Chris does it for show notes. When you re-listen to this, just listen to the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that a re-listen of what I'm saying will hopefully, now that we're at the end, may enlighten you on where I started from. Because I I, I, I think over the course of that conversation, that was just classic Frank Crisp ships passing in the night on this one. I, I, I think there's a there's a nugget here that I was trying to get at. It was not it was not anything about you know sprint specifically or uniquely, although it, you know it it. it it has this benefit. You can do it with other things. It's, you know, it just gives you a it, there, there's there's a there's a support to lean on. There's a support that yeah. helps you manage the work, manage the business. You want enough structure to help people. support your team and no more, right? Because <laughs> otherwise, it becomes chains. Right, and and yeah. to the root of this show, for people to get better at being engineers at leading engineer management teams, this is a thing that is. Uh, I, this is a tool in your toolbox that you should use. This is a this interaction of uh, the, the this constant pressure of uh, the dev work versus the requests coming into the dev. These are they they're not going anywhere. They are endemic, and so here is a here's a thing that you should use to to um, make that process run more effectively and to, and to understand less, what it is with less conflict yeah. with your with your coworkers. That's where I was getting at. So anyway. Yeah. 
really well, if you got thoughts Go if you've it. got thoughts on uh on on your own methodology uh agile scrum xp whatever uh you want to weigh in send us an email feedback at refactor.work you can also voice record on an app and email that to us at the same address we'll play that on the show uh back episodes archives show notes recommendations all sorts of shenanigans over there at refactor.work on the web uh frank's thoughts online at hotcoals.com my own at tonkinson.com and as best i can tell this has been episode 76 recorded august 2nd 2022 thanks frank good sparring with you always a pleasure buddy